It was the summer of Barbie. The world turned pink and folks came out to the box office in millions to be part of this once-in-a-lifetime cultural event. Aside from the bubblegum and popcorn fun, it also felt, for the first time, a mainstream movie summed up how it feels to be female in the 2020s. As the character Gloria passionately pronounced in her now iconic monologue from the film, it is literally impossible to be a woman. We have to always be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It is too hard. These pressures seem to be felt across the age spectrum, not least with girls. So how can we help to build resilience in our young people? We delved into our archives of the On Educating Girls podcast produced by the International Coalition of Girls Schools to gather some of the best sound bites on this topic from previous guests. I'm Megan Murphy, Global Executive Director of ICGS, and this is On Educating Girls Shorts. It's a new audio offering from our coalition that doesn't replace the podcast, but provides practical tips and advice in a short, easily digestible format. When a girl confides in you that they're struggling, telling them, oh, don't worry about it, it can actually have an opposite effect, making them feel that their fears aren't legitimate. When young people share that they feel insecure about something, they're not really looking for a trusted adult to say, oh, no, you know, that's not true, or, well, you're actually great at something else. Instead, they are looking for us to be less afraid of this reality than they are. The hard thing is to listen to their fears without feeling like you need to fix them, says psychologist Dr. Becky Kennedy. What do you do when your kid comes home from school and shares words like this? I'm the only one in my class who can't read. Instead of saying, you're doing great with reading, sweetie. You're going at your own pace. Or, sweetie, I'm sure you're not the only one. Say words like this. You're noticing that a lot of the kids in your class can read. And you're still working on it. I get why that could feel tricky. I'm really glad you're talking to me about this. Our kids are not looking for us to avoid their painful truths. Our kids are looking to feel less alone in their painful truths. When we're willing to acknowledge something that actually feels hard for them, we show them that we're not afraid of that experience. And that makes them able to be resilient through that experience as well. So in this complex landscape, how can we help girls be confident, courageous self-advocates? Warren Perry, aquatics director at Convent of the Sacred Heart in New York City, advises getting comfortable with the idea of failure. I think that's something that I try to drive home with my pre-K students all the way through 12th grade is it's okay to not be okay. That is okay. Talk to me about your feelings and, and, and understanding even as adults, like we fear failure um, and there are issues that we need to be able to work through and wrestle with with that. Um, but failure is okay. 
Influencers who use filters without telling people will face massive fines if a new French law passes. The French government says the rules would be designed to improve users' mental health. In France, a new law has been approved that aims at protecting consumers, especially young, impressionable ones, from misleading posts by social media influencers. It is now illegal to promote cosmetic surgery and not disclose when sharing retouched or filtered photographs or videos. A realistic antidote to the perfection portrayed online is not to force girls to love themselves just as they are, but instead to develop neutrality about their bodies and focus on other aspects of their rich, interesting lives. Dr. Katherine Steiner Adair, a clinical psychologist and author of The Big Disconnect, advocates for minimizing the substantial social media risks for teenagers. She gives us this insight. We know from the research on girls' development, the girls develop their identity, particularly in middle school, on from comparing themselves to others. And there are strengths in that, but there are also huge vulnerabilities. And the kinds of anxieties that we see, um, you know, <laughs> are often called compare and despair, where girls will compare themselves either to a classmate or some star or a TV person they're following or an ad. And girls magnetize to the negative instead of saying, oh, I've got, you know, great this, this and this. Okay, maybe my hair is not so good. They go to, oh, my God, everything about me is awful except this one thing and nobody would notice anyway. So the compare and despair phenomenon can really lead girls down a rabbit hole. And of course, we've seen a huge spike in not just eating disorders and body dysmorphia and unhealthy eating, but social anxiety and social avoidance and girls being afraid to show up with things in real life because they're afraid they don't look right. From perfectionism in appearance to perfectionism in performance, our number three tip to build resilience is that it's okay to have a bad day in sport and in life. Nothing in nature operates 100% all of the time. Imagine if certain plants or animals just grew without stopping, with no cycles of rest and rejuvenation. The same goes for human energy levels, sports achievements, creative endeavors, and everything else. We all have seasons for a reason, times to be quiet and times to emerge big, bold, and bright again. Tilly Rigby, a recent alum of St. Clement's School in Toronto, who was also sports captain of the school while she was a student and also captain of her university tennis team, shares her thoughts about girls who get in the game. No matter what level of sport you're playing, you can't win everything, no matter how good you are or who you are. And I think that's really important to recognize as even just that you can't play well all the time. You're bound to have bad practices, bad matches. I used to I used to attribute the bad days to, I would think, oh, maybe I'm stressed at school. Maybe I'm not feeling well, tired. And then other times there's just like no good reason. And sometimes you just have a bad day and that's totally okay. So I think the advice I would give is just recognizing that ups and downs are natural. Losing is totally normal. Our fourth piece of advice to improve mental fortitude and flexibility is not to put all of your eggs in one basket. We all contain multitudes. None of us is just our test scores or just our sports scores. Our identities and self-confidence should be built around all aspects of ourselves as people. 
So when one area of your life is slowing down or not working out at the moment, which is inevitable, you can turn your attention to another that makes you feel good. This is key to building resilience. Sometimes as a trusted adult, the best thing you can do for a young person is not to do very much at all. Our final piece of advice on building resilience gleaned from previous episodes is don't always rush to the rescue. Just be there to support. Letting girls know we trust them to think of strategies for themselves, but that we are here if they need help, will help them much more in the long run than jumping in to solve the problem. An expert on this topic is Brooklyn Rainey, author of One Trusted Adult, How to Build Strong Connections and Healthy Boundaries with Young People. If we can, in every moment with a young person, ask ourselves, what am I doing to help a young person get their need met when they're in community or in space with me, and we can help them get their needs met in healthy ways, that means we're going to prevent them seeking to get their needs met in unhealthy ways. A lot of the good work we do as trusted adults is completely invisible. It's about asking good questions, not having great answers. It's about setting up an opportunity for young people to shine and for us to move back into the background and let them be center stage. Thank you so much for tuning in to our shorts series, where we round up the very best nuggets from previous guests on the podcast on educating girls produced by the international coalition of girls schools. If you like this, you'll love the full episodes of the podcast where listeners are offered resources, language tips and programs for educating and empowering young women by those who educate and work with and understand girls best. For more information on the International Coalition of Girls Schools, please visit us at girlschools.org.